when you're investing in less risky stocks, you tend to have better relative performance on the downside. So what I mean by that is when the market sells off or corrects, low volatility strategies tend to not go down as much as the broad market. Welcome to ETF Market Insights, a podcast where some of Canada's leading investment experts guide you through the world of exchange-traded funds. Brought to you by BMO Global Asset Management. You're listening to the ETF Market Insights podcast. I'm Danielle Nuzzle with BMO ETF. Thanks for joining us. So today our topic is about factor investing. And if you're new to factor investing, I'm really glad you're here to learn more about it. So factor investing is when you invest in a basket of stocks, which all have similar characteristics or fundamentals. And we do this specifically to achieve a specific portfolio makeup, which is expected to behave in a certain way. So examples of factors include value, growth, quality, dividends, and low volatility. So today we're focusing our discussion on the low volatility factor. And to help us unpack all of this, is Chris Heeks, ETF Portfolio Manager, and one of the leads on running BMO's low-volatility strategies. Chris, it's so great to have you back on the podcast. Thanks, Danielle. Good to be here. So, Chris, we have a lot to talk about on this topic, so let's just get right to it. So, I thought we could start the discussion. Maybe you could just give us high-level, you know, what is a low-volatility strategy, um, and what does that mean to be low-volatility? Low and then what types of investors would consider looking at a strategy like this? Yeah, so, you, you know, like you said, a factor investing strategy looks at characteristics of stocks. Uh, the characteristic we're looking at here is, you know, in a general sense, the riskiness of stocks. So a low volatility strategy would be, you know, an equity strategy that tries to invest all things being equal in less risky stocks versus higher risk stocks. So think of a higher risk stock perhaps as a junior miner, uh, whereas a lower risk stock could be more like a you know a grocery a grocer like a Sobeys or a Metro. So think a little bit less risk um, is is the selection. And and the reason you know I think it's become popular with investors is you know one when you're investing in less risky stocks you tend to have better relative performance on the downside. So what I mean by that is when the market sells off or corrects low volatility strategies tend to not go down as much as the broad market. And that sets them up for kind of future performance because the less you go down, you know, the less kind of hole, you know, quote unquote, you have to dig out of. Um, and then the other, the other aspect that's interesting about these is you know, there's a lot of research and we won't have time to get into it today, but a lot of these defensive stocks actually provide pretty good returns over the long term. Um, so this is what's called the low vol anomaly and, you know, kind of shows that sometimes investors try to chase return a little too much by selecting higher risk stocks. Uh, so the opposite of that, which can work to your benefit potentially is by investing in lower risk stocks, you can actually still get very good returns over the long period. Great. Thanks, Chris, for that. So basically, when we're thinking about low volatility strategy, we're really looking at those less risky stocks that are more defensive, but great point on that low vol anomaly as the less risk does still mean you're still participating in markets as they move up. And obviously, during market corrections and sell-offs, these aren't going to drop as hard as or as far as the regular market positioning them well when the market does rebound. Some really good points there. 
So, Chris, you work very closely with BMO's low volatility ETF. And at BMO, we have a very unique approach to how we run a low volatility strategy. You know, every different shop uh, kind of approaches low volatility in a different way. So very good for investors to kind of do their research and figure out how everybody's approaching low volatility. So, Chris, can you walk us through how at BMO, how we kind of construct our low volatility strategy and then what kind of makes this different? from other low volatility strategies on the market? For sure. There's a lot of different strategies on the market now. Um, you know, low volatility investing's really uh, boomed in a sense over the last, call it 10 years. Uh, we actually launched the first low volatility ETF in Canada, and I believe the second in North America. So we were quite early to, to the market, kind of seeing the benefits that it can provide to investors. Um, but, you know, the metric we use, you know, you, you look at different approaches, they They'll use different metrics to measure and assess risk. What we use is a metric called beta, which is a measure of systematic risk of a stock versus the broad index. Um, So the broad index will have, by definition, a beta of one. We're looking for stocks that have um, a beta less than one. So that's kind of where we tend to tilt, you know, our positioning. And furthermore, if a stock has a lower beta, you know, less risk, like a grocer, perhaps, like I mentioned before, you know, they will have a larger weight in the portfolio than securities that have a higher beta. You know, in our strategy, securities with a beta above one, so greater risk than the market, you know, we don't actually hold those um, in our low volatility strategies. There's a lot to go in with both our approach and, and, and that of, you know, the broader products on the street. But I think the important thing is you want to have, make sure you're true to the exposure, which is holding lower risk stocks. And then the other thing I think you want to do is look out for unintended biases. So we have in our portfolio construction, you know, a couple very relatively simple things, but just to make sure we don't get too overexposed to any sector, you know, we have sector caps in our low volatility strategies and to make sure we don't have too much, say, interest rate exposure, we have uh, further caps on interest rate sensitive sectors. So, you know, having having a portfolio that has those robust metrics um, built into it can really make a difference. And you tend to see that, you know, in the results of these funds. Great. Thanks for that, Chris. So at BMO, we look at uh, stocks that have a beta less than one, so that are less riskier than broad market exposure. And then you and your team do a really good job of keeping those sector caps in place and making sure that um, those interest rate sensitive stocks don't get too highly concentrated in the portfolio as well. Thanks for going over that for us. Um, let's continue down this conversation and let's use um, our BMO low volatility ETF as an example of what a low volatility portfolio can look like because it is going to look a lot different than the broad market uh, portfolio will look like. So, Chris, what does the portfolio for ZLB, the BMO Canadian Equity Low Volatility ETF, how does that uh, look different from the broad Canadian uh, exposure? And then let's chat a little bit about the U.S. Um, low volatility ETF, ZLU, maybe chat about how that looks a little bit different than the broad U.S. market. Yeah, for sure. Both really good examples um, for different reasons. So, so, you know, starting in Canada, Canada is known to be a, you know, resource heavy, um, you know, equity market and economy um, that's been decreasing over time. You know, we've been seeing that decrease over time. And, and part of the reason is, you know, quite frankly, some of these sectors haven't delivered on the expectations of investors, uh, but we're still quite heavy with a, with a resource trade. Um, 
as I mentioned, our so our ZLB or our low volatility strategy is is very underweight those sectors. So in a low vol strategy, you're going to tend to be underweight those more aggressive sectors like energy and materials, and have higher weights to more defensive sectors. Um, so so in Canada for us, that's um, consumer staples, utilities, real estate. Know, almost almost a little bit boring, you know. You might say in comparison to some of the high uh, higher risk sectors, uh, but it's really shown to be beneficial in Canada over time. You know, energy is having a very strong uh, strong year this year. Um, but if you look at the trend of, of, of some energy per- performance over time, it doesn't always it's not always lasting out performance, and that's what we tend to see. So having kind of the tried and true. Um, you know, slow but steady approach to investing um, has a benefit. So we see that with ZLB. Um, in the U.S., it's, it's uh, you know, the risk in the U.S. market is largely technology now. Now, technology has obviously been on a great run, and, you know, we're bullish on technology in general at, at BMO. But, you know, can add risk into the portfolio, can add, you know, hot, perhaps higher um, volatility and, and draw down risk to the portfolio. So what you see with our U.S., Low vol. Again, resources aren't really a major part of the U.S. stock market to the same extent as Canada. So you tend to see that biggest underweight coming to technology, um, and then again those overweights going to staples, utilities, and and healthcare as well. Healthcare being another sector that the U.S. you know has that Canada doesn't have so much. So again, similar themes: less aggressive sectors in this case technology, and more kind of defensive sectors such as staples, utilities, and healthcare. So really by avoiding those high beta stocks in Canada, the portfolio has a lot less energy, a lot less materials. And in the U.S., the high beta stocks come out of the tech center, uh, sector. So the low volatility U.S. Um, ETF, a lot less tech and more defensive sectors there, which brings to a good point that these uh, types of ETFs and low volatility strategy can really work as a good diversifi- diversification tool as well for portfolios that might be overweight to these broad exposures. So thanks, Chris, for that. Um, okay, so, you know, ZLB, the Canadian equity, uh, BMO Canadian equity low volatility ETF that was launched a while ago, you mentioned uh, the first low vol ETF here in Canada. So Chris, you've seen it uh, perform through market ups and downs. It's been uh, kind of put to the test. Uh, how can you, how has it performed and how can you expect these low volatilities strategies to kind of move as markets kind of go up and down? Yeah. So I think, you know, at the top and we kind of touched on it already, but um, you know, the first thing I think investors look for in this strategy is um, that, downside protection. So, you know, uh, less downside capture versus the broad market. Um, there's still, this is still an equity strategy. So when equities go down, such as they went in COVID or such as they went in 2008, you know, you expect the equities to sell off, but you don't expend them, expect them to sell off as much as the broad market. And, you know, indeed we have found that in, in live performance that, um, you know, our low volatility strategies, um, capture some value on the downside. And like we said before, that just puts you in a better position to succeed. So that's that's the first thing. I'd say better performance in negative equity markets. Um, you know, kind of the, the, the one thing you have to give up, I would say, is in a really high-flying, um, call it like an indiscriminate bull market, you know, one where you see junk companies rallying um, because they were really beaten up. You know, you may see low vol lag in those indiscriminate kind of bull markets. 
Um, there's Again, they're still going to go up because of equities and equities are moving up, but it might go up a little bit less in the broad market. And then in, in, in quote unquote, I would say normal markets, um, which would be kind of the other kind of you know, scenario, um, you know, low volatility strategies perform quite well. You know, like I mentioned off the top, um, through if you look at it through market cycles, which are going to take into account, you know, the sell-off, the quick recovery, and the kind of the normal later stage market. If you look at it through market cycles, low volatility strategies have a really um, strong historical track record of, um, of of delivering performance. Um, you know, so um, you know, sometimes I even say they get a little more return than their risk budget would suggest. And that's part of the low volatility anomaly in that these lower risk stocks do uh, do quite a good job of providing upside. So yeah, so the performance will vary through a market cycle, but we expect over, you know, over market cycles and multiple market cycles, um, we expect them to do quite well. So Chris, for investors who you know are listening to this podcast and are thinking, okay, you know, maybe I'm, I'm more interested in in adding uh, some low volatility to my portfolio. Uh, what would you tell them about you know how this fits in terms of overall portfolio construction? Yeah, so I think it's one of the big factors is as an investor is how much you know risk tolerance do you have? You know, one thing we find these these uh, strategies work quite well for investors who need equity, but perhaps are more sensitive to that downside risk in their portfolio. So for investors like that who perhaps have a nest egg and they want to be defensive, but they still need to have exposure to equity growth, um, that's where low volatility portfolios can fit in. Um, you know, we've seen like ZLB, we've seen some just total return investors um, gravitate to it because they like, you know, that trade-off of being in more um, stable sectors versus the higher risk sectors. So it really depends, you know, it's, it's obviously it's going to go on the equity bucket of your portfolio and, you know, depending on your risk tolerance as an investor, it could be a higher portion of your equities or, or it could be a, a lower portion of your equities. But um, so there's not a, there's not a one size fits all answer, but it's, you know, certainly something that, you know, we're happy to um, happy to talk about on, on our side and, and help think about some of those trade-offs. Um, but, but yes, I do, you know, do believe, you know, we're coming off very strong equity markets, you know, this year. And that's sometimes when you want to dial it back and take a look at the risk in your portfolio. And one of the ways you can address risk in your portfolio is by looking at a strategy that can mitigate it potentially. So that's where I think low volatility, uh, you know, low volatility products can come in and, and help uh, create a more robust portfolio. Chris, thank you so much for all that insight talking to us about low volatility strategies, how they fit in a portfolio. I think you said it best that the slow and steady approach um, to these types of equities can really work for a lot of investors. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Danielle. It's a pleasure to be here. If you want to learn more about factor investing, investing ETFs, or anything in terms of um, ETFs and, and the market, check out our newly revamped ETF Market Insights website etfmarketinsights.com and join us every Friday at one o'clock Eastern for our ETF Market Insights webinar. We'll see you next time. ETF Market Insights has been brought to you by BMO Global Asset Management.